Okay, today's daf is daf Yutes. We are holding at the Mishnah, the beginning of the third parak on Yutes Amid Aleph. Towards the top of the Amid. Alright, let's get going. So, we are now going to be discussing a machlokas that we touched on before. And we're going to go through the order, whether or not, remember, there has to be a mincha that's brought, and we'll discuss how that mincha is brought, and she needs to drink. And there was a machlokas tanoim, which we're going to see now again, and this is the source, whether or not she first drinks, and then they bring the mincha, which means that the waters would not be effective immediately until the mincha was brought. There was a delay. Or the mincha was first brought, which means the waters already had become charged, and as soon as she drank the water, then there would be an impact, in fact, if she had uh, committed adultery. So they both agree that until you have both the water and the mincha, that the water is not going to be effective. The question just is the water first and then the mincha, or the mincha first and the water. Let's see it inside. So Zav Deilig Mishnah, beginning now the third parak. Rashi says it's going on the husband because the coin doesn't get into the action until later. So the husband would take the mincha out of the basket that was made from the uh, uh, palm, the, the, the parts that are wrapped around the base of the palm. We, we talked about the earlier why Dafka the basket was made out of that item. And then it had to become sanctified. Right now it's only sanctified Kedusha's pet. It needs to become sanctified Kedusha's aguf. So you take the mincha and put it into a klishores, one of the serving vessels, and then he places it on her hand. The Kohen puts his hand under her hand. So Taisus over here that discusses, not getting into it, how come she's allowed to touch her hand, what's the issue there? But anyway, and then, and together with her hand and his hand under the basket, they do the tnufa, they do the waving. Then the Kohen, after having completed waving, he would bring it to the southwest corner of the Mizbeach. It's called Hagosha. It's one of the services. Kamat, he would do the, the Kamitza, scoop out the peas, the Hikter, and burn it on the Mizbeach. Bashan, what's left over uh, of the, uh, after the Kamitza was done is then consumed by the Kohanim. That's uh, Tanakam's Shita. First she was given to drink, which means it wasn't effective yet, because only afterwards was the mincha brought. So it's first drinking and then the mincha. Rab no, you first bring the mincha, and then you give it to drink. Shinemar, because the Pasuk says, it first talks about her, uh, uh, the bring of the mincha, and then it says the Pasuk, then she drinks the water, which according to him, that denotes sequence that you see the mincha is first brought, and only afterwards does she drink. That's the position of Rab Shimon. Now, Rab Shimon does agree if the re- it was done reversed incorrectly, they first gave it a drink and then they brought the mincha, Kshera, you don't have to do it again, it is considered valid. I mean, she allows the Chachamim sequence to be work B'diyevid, but he says the Chachila, with all the bells and whistles to do it correctly, you first bring the mincha and then you drink. If you do it the other way around, B'diyevid, it works. According to the Chachamim, Lechatchila, you first... Uh, Give her to drink, and then you bring the mincha. Okay, now, let's go to the Gemara. 
Amalei Rebelozer Yoshia the Dare. Rebelozer said to Rabbi Yoshia of his generation. Rebelozer is the Amora here, so he was telling the, uh, this Rebelozer ben Pedas was telling Rabbi Yoshia, who usually we find in Mishnais and Brises, but this is the Rabbi Yoshia of his generation, which is Rabbi Yoshia the Amora. Do not sit back on your feet. It means stay standing. Do not sit down until you explain the following thing. The simple question is, how do we know you need tnufa waving for the uh, offering, the mincha flower offering of a sota? So Rav Yosha said, what are you talking about? Minolan, what do you mean from where? It says specifically the Pazik that the Kohen does the waving. So uh, what is your question? No, he says, no, what I was asking, the Bailim Minolan, the mission is clear that the Bailim the owner of the mincha, which is the woman, d- is involved in the waving as well. Where do we see from the pasuk that the woman has to be involved in the waving of the uh, uh, of the offering? So on that, Rabbi Yosha says, We have a shava from the shlomim. The shlomim also has a tnufa aspect to it. Parts of the animal, the breast and the right the the uh, the, the, the right thigh are waved, and so from the the, the Zereshava of Yad Yad from Shlomim, that's how we're going to see that the woman is involved, the owner is involved. Because it says yeah, the Kohen took the Mincha from the hand of the Isha using the word Yad. Because by the Shlomim it says Yadav Tevienna that the owner's hands himself bring forth the pieces for the waving. So in Shlomim it's clear the owner's involved. So Ma'akan Kohen, and here it's clear that the Kohen is involved. The Kohen, it says, he takes it to do the waving from the Isha. So here it says, Anid Kohen. So therefore, Ma'akan Kohen, and we have its open link, the portals open with Kohen Shlomim. So there too, by Shlomim also, Ablahalan Shlomim also has to be a Kohen. But just as by the Shlomim, it's clear that the owner is involved, so too by the uh, case of Sota, the Isha has to be involved too. Avkan Bailim. So it has to be the owner of the Isha as well. So Ha'ketza. So it seems contradictory. Is it the owner? Is it the, uh, is it, is it the Kohen? So how do you accommodate both? The Kohen puts his hand under the owner's hands, and together they do the Tznufa. That's the Gzair uh, Shavah teaches you that both parties are involved. Let's keep going. The, uh, hey, hey, Gish, the Pazit says he did the waving. The, uh, hey, um, hey, Nif, he did the Tznufa, the Hey, Gish, then he went the Kamatz, and he did the Kamitza. Now, the 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 uh, So Tanakam had said that you first give it to drink, and only then are you makriv. Do you uh, do do you do you uh, offer the the offering? Now, what the one is asking that the sequence of the Mishnah is difficult because the Mishnah started off saying that hey if he did the waving hey gish. He did the, uh, 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 the, 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 he went over to the corner with, with, with the Kamitsa. Hey, uh, he went with, with, with the Klisharis, did the Kamitsa, and he burnt it. So if you're going according to the order of the Mishnah, the burning already took place. And then the next line says, he gives it to drink, and then he offers his mincha and he burns. But we already said in the line before that it was burnt. So Hakrab was already offered. So Moses says, no, the way to understand the mission is as follows. He says, First, let's give the order of how the mincha, the order, these are the, the, the Rashi Prokim, the, the, the main categories of what happens when you bring the mincha. So those four stages are what is needed for the, for the mincha to be brought successfully. A tnufa, a hakosha, a kamitza, and haktorah. 
right? And then the rest, Sharna Chalil Kohanim. Now, that's just telling you, it's not the, the drinking is not involved. That's just telling you what has to do with the Tnufa. Now let's discuss where the drinking has to be involved in, in terms of vis-a-vis the, 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 the bringing of the, 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 uh, uh, of the Mincha. Right, gufa, and they're drinking itself, where to plug it in, that's Bligir of Shimon of Rabbonim. So initially we thought of giving you sequence. Sequence, we already talked about the burning, how come now you're talking about drinking and then burning? No, the first one, we're not teaching you the sequence vis-a-vis the drinking, we're just telling you in terms of the mincha, this is what has to be done. Now where you plug in the drinking, that already is a machlokas here between Rav Shimon and Rabbonim. Right, the Rabbonim Savri, that first you drink and then you offer the mincha, for Rav Shimon Savri, Makriv, as Minchasa, you first offer the Mincha, because he takes the post, we're going to see there's actually three mentionings of the drinking, but the middle one, which mentions afterwards, you will give her to drink, which is written after the Mincha, as being the primary post for sequence, and therefore, the, the, the drinking happens after the Mincha was offered. That's the sheet of Rav Shimon. Now, the, the Mishnah concluded that the Im Hishka if you switched around, you gave it a drink first, and then you brought the carbon, which is not the right way of doing it, the Ksherev, B'Yevet, it is considered to be valid. Alright, let's go to the Omid base. Now, we're going to now bring down a, a, a more detailed opinion as to what Rav Shimon holds, we're going to also add the opinion of Rav Akiva, who does hold in sequence like Rav Shimon, and then we'll circle back to the Chacham in the Tanakhama of our Mishnah. So Tan Rabbanan we learned in a bright. So now in order to understand this, you really need to see in the Torah or HaShalem, you have to see the num- a number of Sukkim, right? The, 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 the uh, Sukkim that we're going to be dealing with is verse 23, 24, 25, 26, and 27. There's a, the parts of the, the, the verse that, and in these four verses, there's actually four mentioning, mention, mentioning of the woman drinking, of giving the woman to drink the may, the may sota. So let's, let, let's, let's go through. Initially, the passage says, mm-hmm. That you you uh, get you write on the on the on the scroll and you erase it in the waters and then it starts off the hishka is aisha is mehamarim hamaorim so you have over here in verse twenty three I believe it is maybe it's twenty three chav gimel where is it that it, it says it starts off the hishka that the first thing it mentions and he gives it to drink. And, uh, right, and then you have the next verse, says, then he takes the mincha, mincha's knoz, mincha, lipnei Hashem, v'kribo salam izbeach, v'kamat, he does the kamitzas, v'roz v'hikta mizbeach, v'achar, and this is, and afterwards, yashke. So we already have to understand, it seems to be, it started off saying he gives it to drink, then it says he brings the, uh, uh, and, and then it says he brings the mincha, and then it says, and afterwards he gives it to drink as a mayim, and then you have, at the end, a, a, a third mention. The Hishka Esamayim, he gives her to drink. So you have three mentionings of water. The first, the Hishka, which is before the Mincha is brought. The Achar Yashka, after he ge- afterwards he gives it to drink, which Mashma, after the Mincha is brought. And then the last mentioning, the Hishka, and he gives it to drink. So there's three mentionings, and the, each one of the rabbis are going to understand which are the redundant ones, and which is primary differently. So let's see. So Tan Rabbonim. So our, our rabbis taught in a brisa. 
right? Now, according to the way, we're going to learn this the way Rashi's understanding this, is that if we're going in the sheet of Rav Shimon, that Va'achar Yashke is the sequence, alright? Which means the sequence is the Mincha's brought, and then she drinks, so what is the opening Vehishka? Why is it mentioned he gives her to drink at the beginning of the series of the Psukim? If the Mincha wasn't even brought yet, why is it mentioned the drinking before the Mincha, if the Mincha should be brought before the drinking? That is the question that the Brice is asking. So Vehishka, that first Vehishka, that's in Pasuk Chav Gimel, in Chav Gimel I think it is, why is that mentioned first? You already have the last Vehishka, which according to the Bryce, the last Vahishka is looking at it in the primary order, but it's being bottom line is that two mentions of the Akhari Hishka, the Hishka at the end, which is after the Mincha, so if that's what's primary, then why is the first Vahishka needed? So therefore comes along the Bryce and suggests as follows that what happens Shaim Nimchaka Megillah, that what happens if you already erase the Megillah? And now she gets cold feet. You erase the Megillah and she says, I am refusing to drink. I'm not going to drink. So therefore, comes along that opening Vahishka and says that you force her to drink. Ma'ararin, Ma'ararin literally means that you make a gargle. We're going to see they use a metal forceps or a metal a clamp to open her mouth. And you mashkin and you force her against the will to drink. So Rabbi Akiva follows the sequence of Rabbi Shimon. We'll see exactly what the difference between Rabbi Akiva and Shimon is in the, uh, uh, at the end. But he does agree that the order is that first the mincha is brought and then she is given to drink. So what's the opening the Hishka coming to teach me? That opening the Hishka means that if you erased the Shema uh, Shem with the script, it was erased. Then Vahishka, she has to drink even if she backs down. Now, this is very important to understand. There's two ways she backs down. If she backs down and admits, I am Tmeya, we don't force her to drink. Because that's, there's no need to force her to drink. She's saying, I am Tmeya. What, according to the Akiva, when we're forcing her to drink over here means that she's saying, what, what's it today? You take the fifth, right? Yeah. You, I am not admitting that I'm guilty. But I'm refusing to to drink the water. Comes Rabbi Kiva that oh, we already erased the the, the psukim. We forced her to drink, and that you learn from the opening vehishka according to Rabbi Akiva. All right. So now, <coughs> what is Rab Shimon Oimer? Rab Shimon says Now we're going to see this is a little bit different than the way it was in the Mishnah. According to Rab Shimon, he says like this. He says the last it says vehishka, which is after the mincha. So you already know the mincha has to be brought first. The Hishka, and then you give her a drink. Alright? So, then why does it have to say twice? The Achar Yashkid also, and afterwards. There's no need to say, and afterwards you give her a drink. Because the third mention of the word Vahishka teaches me that drinking is only afterwards. Right? What he does with the first one, we'll see. But, but, the, but the point is that the middle one is not needed, the Achar Yashka, because they're already going to say Vahishka. If it's going to say Vahishka, the drinking happens after the Mincha, why does it have to mention Vahachar Yashka? So Vahachar Yashka, Matam, Udlemer, Halukbar, Nemer, Vahishka, again, Vahishka is talking about the last one. Because that's the right order. Mincha, then drinking. So therefore, why does it have to say again that uh, drinking, uh, the, 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 the mincha and then drinking? It means the va'achar over here is important. Is that we only give it to drink 
after you've done all of the details that are mentioned before. There are three things. In order to get the mitzvah with all of the bells and whistles, you need the, the three elements that have to be brought. That's what the Acher Yashka is teaching me. So, comes to teach you, Now, the word Ma'akvin over here usually means that if you don't do it, you're not Yodse. But we did see already, Shimon holds in the Mishnah, that you flipped it around, but he ever you're Yodse. So, over here means just in order to get the full bells and whistles, the full mitzvah, the way you're supposed to done Kilchosa, requires Ma'akhar Yashka, you need these three elements meant to be before, right? So therefore, Achala Koraba Kometz, the Kometz has to be brought, which that was of Shimon's Shita, Vaacharite, Vaachala Nimcha Megillah, and the Megillah has to be erased, right? And the God's going to ask, well, what is she drinking if you didn't erase the Megillah? I mean, no, you have to, in order, before you give it to drink, she has to have the Kometz, I understand, you tell me the order. The Kometz, and then she drinks. The, the Chikas Megillah, the Xkol, has to be erased. And actually, it's a couple of lashwa, and also you cannot give her a drink unless, until she said, Amen, Amen, until she accepted upon herself the oath. So we're saying three things, the Achar Yashka is coming to teach us three things. Number one is that you don't give it to drink until the comet is offered, the Mincha first. Number two, the Megillah has to be completely, er- we'll see what it means, erased before she drinks. And number three, she has to accept on herself the oath. Now the Gemara is going to break this down because some of them are not clear. It doesn't make sense. Yes? He would say, if there's three things that must happen, he would say, this has to happen, and this has to happen, and this, and they can't translate it as or. No, and. It means and, not or. And all three of these things have to happen. Right? That's, that, that makes sense. We're talking about that. We said to the Mishnah that the order has to be Kamitsa. Right, after Yashka Kamitsa, and then the drinking. Fine. She first offers a mincha and then she drinks. Not like the chachamim. Right. Even though it's mashmei, it's ma'akev. It says ma'akev, but we saw. You have to understand what ma'akev means over here. I'm not going to get into it. The chachamim offer different shatim because the charbeni evident. If you flipped around, we said it works too. Number two, Achala Nimcha Megillah. The says, that doesn't make sense. Why you have to tell me that? Is that you cannot give her to drink until the scroll has been erased. If you don't erase the scroll, then what is she going to drink? Obviously, you don't give it to drink until the scroll has been erased. So, what are you giving it to drink if the scroll hasn't been erased? So, it means as follows. What happens if you put the, 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 the cloth that has the ink written on it, you put it in, and it started already dissolving the ink, but it wasn't completely erased. That's what it's coming to tell me. You cannot give her to drink until what happens? Until it's completely erased. You might think, oh, it started already, right? No, it's already like started, but it's the Elka self, it's already started bubbling. No, you have to wait until it is completely erased before, that's what it's teaching me. So, it's come to teach me, now it's necessary to teach me, as long as there's some uh, discernible uh, ink on the scroll, you cannot give it to drink, right? Now, what about the third one? We still have a problem with the third one. It says that we don't give it to drink until she accepted fully upon herself the oath. You have to have the Amen, Amen. So now, the Gemara is Medayik like this. It's mashma that we only allow her to drink if what? If she accepted the oath. As much as the drinking requires the oath to be made. But you could be Medayik from that. But what about the erasing? The erasing. It's mashma that you can erase even though she hasn't yet 
accepted the yeah. oath. Because the thing is, she can't drink until, she's until she made the oath. The implication is that she can't drink. Because the Chorah, if you cannot uh, erase before, uh, if you cannot erase before she takes the oath, then we already said she can't drink until there's been a complete erasure. So obviously, she had to have already made the oath. But you're telling me, no, is you're saying over here is, is that, no, you, you can't drink, we're emphasizing, you can't drink before she makes the oath. The implication is, okay, I understand, but the erasure could happen before she makes the oath, which you're going to see is not so partial. Right? We understand the deal. It's wrong. No. The deal goes like this. It says, the third thing it says that has to happen in order for her to drink. Okay. okay? What's the third thing? Yes. Is you have to take the oath. Means the drinking requires the oath. But we can be medied from that. The drinking requires the oath. But the erasing doesn't require the oath. You can erase okay. the pair before she takes the oath. Right? But we would, uh, we, uh, we allow to, uh, write. You can even write the, oh, forget about the erasing, even the, the writing, I'm sorry, I mean, even the writing could happen before she accepts the oath. But Chorah, Rava says, if you look at the sequence of the Psukim, Rava says, Amra says, If you even, forget about the erasing, even if you wrote the Megillah, if you wrote the Megillah before she took the oath, it disqualifies the cloth. In order for the cloth to be kosher, what triggers the cloth, the, the writing? The Shvua. So it has to be, the Shvua has to be made before you can write. So Mora wants to know, so therefore, the Chorah, the Diuk, Creates a problem because it's mashma over here is that what that you could that that you can write the only thing you have to in order for her to uh, to drink she has to make the shvur the drinking requires the shvur it's mashma the writing just a deal it's a deal they're making more a deal right but it was asking it even stronger because the chorah we already said that you need to erase before she drinks so if you need to erase before she drinks obviously it's written already. Right. So therefore, so why do you have to go ahead and say, and she also has to have made the shvua? Unless you're telling me is that the shvua is only ma'ak of her drinking, but it's not ma'ak of the writing. That's the deal. Otherwise, there's no need to not to write it. So as well, klum. So what it says, kadinas, but you're right. That third one is not there for the deal. It's there. It's just uh, incidentally written there. I mean, lemaisa, you're right. Is that we don't have because you can't even write this cloth without her taking the oath. So you don't have to say that we can't give her to drink without uh, her taking the oath because even the writing requires the oath. So why is it there? It's there, agav. It's there. It's, it's not. It's not. It's it's not a, a a primary reason to have written. That third category is really not needed to write because it's pashat. If you can't write. Then without the oath, then obviously you can't drink without the oath. Just wasn't needed to say it. It's not there for the deal. Now the Gemara circles back to the machlokas between Rav Shimon and the Chachamim. Alright? So we had a primary machlokas over here between Rav Shimon and the Chachamim. What's the machlokas? According to Rav Shimon, okay, he says that the second and third drinking which occurs after the Mincha is teaching us that the order has to be that way. The mincha needs to be first brought, the comets has to be burnt, <coughs> and then you give it to drink. Right? Which means the comets empowers the water, and without the comets being brought, the water is not going to be empowered. According to the Chachamim, the first you drink the water, 
It's true, it's not going to have immediate effect, but once, when you bring the mincha, retroactively it is going to empower the water that she drank already, and then it'll have the effect that it needs to have. But now we want to know why, what's the machlok is based on the reading of the psukim. So we want to say, what are they arguing about? So again, as we spoke out, three times the psukim mentioned. You have the hishka kama, the first time in Chav Gimel, Chav Dal, it words the hishka at the beginning of the series. And then, it brings down the mincha, and then it mentions, and afterwards she gives to drink, and the hishka basa, and it got the third time, the last vehishka, where it mentions it also after the mincha. So now, the Tanakama, the chachamim of our Mishnah, Rabbanan Sabri, the hishka kama legufo. The opening vehishka, that's needed for sequence. That's the primary passage that teaches sequence. Means what? Before the mincha, you give her to drink. So hishka rabana hishka kama legufoi. Shemashka va'achar kach makrev s'menchoso. First you drink, then you offer the mincha. Va'achar yashka v'boilei kushim anikar. Va'achar yashka means only afterwards. After it's completely erased. That's not coming to teach me order. That's coming to teach me you have to have a complete erasure, like we said before. That has to be. There's no left any ink on the cloth, and then l'shim anikar, and then she's able. Then and only then you give it to drink. And what's the Hishkabas or the last one? They learn is that's coming to teach me that if you erased, right? According to them, the, the drinking is going to happen before the mincha. So even though the mincha hasn't been brought yet, but once you erased the, clo- the, the scroll, you can't back out. Now again, what back out means, she can't say I refuse to drink. If she will say that I'm Tmeya, then we allow her they're not to drink. But if she doesn't want to, she's taking the fifth, I'm refusing to drink, that will make a Vishka Basra, Shimnimchokamagilavasa, so then Ma'arin Oisa we will make her gurgle the water. We Oisa we force her to go ahead and drink it. So therefore that's the Chachamim. Again the Chachamim is the primary Pasik is the first Vihishka. That teaches the order. Drinking then Mincha. Second Pasik second Akhar Yashka is to teach me that it has to be erased completely. Third, the Hishka is to teach me that we force her to drink if you already erased the cloth, and she's refusing to say Tmeya, she's only saying that I don't want to drink it. Rab Shimon Savar, he says, The primary sequence is the Va'achar. Va'achar is primary, That's, that seems to say sequence, so that means after the Mincha. After the Mincha was brought, only then you give it to drink. The hishka come, what about then, why does it start with the hishka? If that's really not, it's out of order, that you don't drink first. Is, no, that was telling me something else. He tells me, It's coming to teach me what the Chachamim learned from the last Vahishka, he learns from the first Vahishka. That means if you erased, if you erased the shame, the shame Hashem, then you force her to drink. So it's not sequence, it's telling you that you erased. Now let's just understand this. According to Rab Shimon, he learns is that you first bring the mincha, and then you give it to drink, which means the erasure would take place after the mincha was brought, right? Which the Achronim speak out, that what if you did it out of order? Let's say you first erased, which you shouldn't have, you should have brought first the mincha, and then you erased, then you're not going to force her. It's only when the mincha was brought, and you erased the Shem Hashem, then you're going to force her to go ahead and... The last one is teaching us that. that, And then the last one. So it means it comes out that even though he agrees with, he agrees with the Chachamim, 
uh, in terms of that halacha, the Chachamim learned, no, the first one was teaching me that. Because the first, according to Shimon. And according to Rav the last one. But there is a difference in which one teaches you. Because according to Rav Shimon, the first one is teaching it to you. That, right? But that, 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 according to him, the erasure only took place after the mincha was brought. So when the mincha was brought and the erasure happened, she can't back up. According to the Chachamim, the erasure took place before the mincha was brought, because you first gave it to drink. Right? So according to the Chachamim, it makes no difference. Mincha brought, not mincha brought. You erased, you forced her to drink. According to Rav Shimon, you only forced her to erase, but you did it in the right order. You brought the mincha, and then you erased, then you forced it. But if you erased before the mincha was brought, which means you went out of order, we don't force it to drink. That's how the, the Mephor should bring this up. We'll see the Gemara later on the Gemara. Now, so the Hishka Basra, Shem Nimcha Kamagilab, Amra Eni Shosam, Aaron Osam, Ashkin Osam, Al Korcha, like the Chachomim's Alocha, is that you force her to drink if she says, I refuse to drink. Not if she says, Tmeya. Tmeya, you don't force her to drink. But if she didn't say Tmeya, and she doesn't want to drink, and the Mincha was brought, which is from Shimon's Shita, then you use those, those uh, what do you call them? The, the, like these drawers of life, right? Uh-huh. You keep, keep it open, and, and, you, and, you, and you force her to drink. Now, Rabbana, now why Rabbana disagree? Rabbana say, according to us, the first Vahishka is teaching us sequence. According to you, the first Vahishka is the Bidyevit situation. You don't start a sugya with the Bidyevit. You don't start a sequence of sukkim. The first Vahishka is telling you the Bidyevit situation. The first Vahishka is the order. The last one is teaching what happens b'diavad. According to Rabbi, uh, that's according to Rabbonin. According to Rav Shimon, it's the other way around. The first one is teaching me the b'diavad, and it's the last one that is telling me the sequence and the order. But that's why the Chacham Dzuk, because Rabbonin b'diavad, you don't start the series of sukkim with the b'diavad scenario. Now, the Gemara wants to ask a contradiction in Rabbi Akiva's. Rabbi Akiva, in the earlier Brisa, learned that if the psukim were erased, all right, Rabbi Kiva learned that if the psukim, I mean, were erased already, then we force her. That would seem to be his shita. If the psukim were erased, then we force her. So says the Gemara this: the Sav Rabbi Akiva, Mashkin Oisav Al Korcha. Does Rabbi Akiva really hold that 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 if the scroll was erased, you force her? Vatanya, I'm going to ask you a contradiction from the following brisa. Read this brisa number two. So we had brisa number one, and we had brisa number two. Rabbi Yehuda Aimer, Kalbos Shel Barzal Matilin Luseich Pio. They had this Kalbos is like it's like shaped like a like a horseshoe, right? So that she can't. It's a type of clamp that she can't close her mouth. Right? And, that if the Megillah was erased already, refused to drink, he'd make a gargle the water and force her to drink it against her will. That's the Shita of who? Rabbi Yehuda. Comes along Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, Amar, he's Rabbi Akiva, Klum The whole point of the water is to check. Did she do something wrong or did she not do something wrong? Now, the he holds like this. We're going to see his svara is the fact that she's refusing to drink. What does that indicate? Whether she said tmeya and tmeya or not tmeya, the fact that she's not wanting to drink is a, is an admission of guilt. So why do you need to force her to drink if she's a, she's refusing to drink? So therefore, haloi medas. That itself is tested and tried and t- tested. That and therefore you don't force her. If she says that I refuse to drink, even if she's not saying, why is it beduka? She's not admitting. 
But why is she not wanting to drink? The point is, he said, that's considered like Vaduka. And therefore, but the, right? So therefore, stop right here. Right now we have a contradiction. Because here, Rabbi Yehuda is the one that says that if it's erased, you force her to drink. Rabbi Akiva is taking the position that even though it's erased, we don't force her to drink. That's contradicting what Rabbi Akiva said in the first price. The first price is said like Rabbi Yehuda, that if it's erased, you do force. But let's keep going, because it's going to create a problem. The key point is, was the mincha brought? If the mincha was already brought, then she cannot retract. So if the mincha was brought, then you cannot back out. Mishakarava komet, so therefore, if it hasn't been brought yet, then she can still back out. But if the komets was already burned, mishakarava komets, ain't a yechola, that she can't retract. Now clearly, we see from this b'risa, is that she can still back out and refuse to drink, even if the mincha, if the scroll was erased. The only thing that won't allow her to back out is what? is if the comets was burnt, right? But that contradicts the first b'risa, because what did he say in the first b'risa? That once it's been erased, you have to be there. To you can't, you, you, yeah, so when it like this, let me ask you a question. This b'risa clearly con- is self-contradictory, because what did Yehuda say? If she doesn't want to drink, that's already an admission. You don't have to force her. Well, if that's true, then why do we force her, according to the Akiva, if the comets was burnt? Why don't we say the same thing? Okay, the comets was burnt. But if she's saying, I don't want to drink, why isn't that an admission? So, and Rabbi Akiva himself in Brysa number two is contradictory within the Brysa. Forget about a contradiction between Brysa one and Brysa two. How are you going to explain the contradiction in the Brysa itself? Letamech, according to your opinion. According to your reasoning, price number two itself is difficult. Rebekiva said when the Kara was bored, then she can no longer back out. Isn't that also Dukova Medes? So why do we force her to drink even, uh, even, uh, uh, even if the comments was brought? So the Moses says like this, the Ella, we have to go back and explain Bryson number two somewhat differently. What's shot in Bryson number two? It's Moses like Kasha. They're like this. There's two ways a woman can back out. Let's say you see she's fallen apart. She's like, she's completely overwhelmed by the situation and it's her nerves are causing her to back out. So now if it's her nerves are uh, causing her to back out, but the Gemara says like this, that if it's just that there was an erasure, they just, it was erased, that itself is not an admission. It's not an admission because we, we, the, the fact that she's not, she's backing out doesn't mean she's admitting because you see that she's just like a, a, a nervous mess. So then it depends. If the comet was brought already and we don't have a good proof that she's admitting and the comet was born and it was erased because the comet was done, before, in such a case, we're going to force her to drink. However, Vahab, the first part of the Brysa, where he says that if the, uh, uh, that, that if the, that, that, that it's considered to be Baduka, that's talking about if she doesn't have a clarity of mind. If a woman has a clarity of mind, and she's not a nervous wreck, and she had a clarity of mind that says, I don't want to drink, then we say that what? That her refusal to drink, it's not just nerves. Refusal to drink is an admission. Moses like this, Hada kahadra bamachmas briusa, because of clarity of mind. So we're going to make these two differences of why she's backing up. If it's out of clarity of mind, so clarity of mind, when she says, I don't want to drink, what does that indicate? 
That she did it. She's admitting. So in such a case that even if the comets hasn't been brought, whether, I'm sorry, whether the comets has been brought or not, doesn't matter. The bottom line is, once we have a good indication that she did it, so therefore, even after the comets, really, if you hear the statement is, you're right, even after the comets will be brought, the Akiva would still stay, there's no need to force her if it's on out of clarity of mind. She doesn't have to drink. Whether the comets was brought or not, doesn't matter, and even if the scroll has been erased, she doesn't drink, right? And that's what he was saying to the Tanakhama. If it's out of clarity of mind, there's no need to make her drink. Now, however, what you have to add, but if it's Mahmas Risisa, but Rabbi Akiva will agree that if her admission was because she's a nervous wreck, and therefore you cannot take her admission necessarily as a complete, uh, 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 as, as, as an admission, right? So then it depends. If the comet hasn't been brought yet, now, if the comet hasn't been brought, then also the erase, the, the name hadn't been erased. Because according to Rabbi Akiva, you first brought the comet, and only then you gave it a drink, and we would only erase after the comet was brought. So therefore, if the comet hasn't been brought, and the Megillah hasn't been therefore erased, Inami, or even if you did it out of order, you first erased the Megillah, Right? You first the Shalokadin Avid Kohanadamachius, they raised it before the comets, so Mati Hadrabe, then we allow her to retract. However, Mishakaraba comets, but if the comets was brought correctly and then the Mechika took place, so you already have the comments in broad and the Mechika, and we don't have a hundred percent admission because she's doing it out of Rasisa, to Bedain Avid Kohan in the Machi, to Bedain Avid Kohan, and they did, they, they, they erased it correctly. Well, Mati Hadrabay, she is not able to, 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 to retract. So basically what it's saying is to understand at least Bryson number two. We're going to see Bryson number one in a moment. But in Bryson number two, if it's out of clarity of mind, doesn't matter where you are in the process, she does not have to be forced to drink because there's an admission. If it's not out of clarity of mind, so it depends how far you are, and if it's done correctly. It was erased without the comet, or if the comet without being erased, you, then she does not have to, you does, she does not be forced to drink. But if it was done in order, the comet was brought, and it was erased, then even though, and, 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 but so, so, and, and we don't have a good admission, because in that case, Rabbi Akiva holds, you will force her, and then you learn from the Pesach, the Pesach you have, you force her to drink. But Rabbi says, but it comes out, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva. You still have a contradiction, you still haven't got out of the contradiction between Rabbi Akiva in the first Bryce and Rabbi Akiva in the second Bryce. Because in the first Bryce it says that it's all dependent on what the, the, the Gila erased. It had nothing to do with the comets. Was the Megillah erased? Right? So the Chayra Hasam Amar Mechika Ma'akva, that if the Megillah, it, it, was, it, 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 it was erased, then you force her to drink. You make her, it, it's essential that she drinks once it's erased. It doesn't know anything about when the comets was done or not brought. That's the first Bryza. And here, the way you explain the second Bryza, Acha Amar Comets Ma'akva, here it's saying it depends. Was the comets brought before the Mechika is dependent on whether or not you're going to force her. So says we accept there is a contradiction between the two, and it's straight Tanoim Rabbi Akiva, and you have to say there's two different opinions in the Tanoim between in Rabbi Akiva. So therefore, in the first brisa, the mechika doesn't matter when it is happens, you force her to drink. The second brisa, it's only if mechika happens after the comet, do you force her to drink. But if the mechika did not happen in the correct order, it hasn't happened at all, we don't force her to drink. 
and, and, and that's when it's out of, when she's doing it out, 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 out of uh, nervousness. But if it's out of clarity of mind, then even if the mechika has happened after the kolmet, we still will not force her to drink. Now, the Bnei Yeshiva goes back, go back and ask. Rabbi Yehuda does not learn the difference between clarity of mind and not clarity of mind. He says there's no such thing. If she admits, then she doesn't drink. She doesn't admit, we're going to force her to drink. Rabbi, Yehuda, Rabbi Akiva says, no, if it's out of clarity of mind, that can be viewed that as an admission and you don't have to force her to drink. So what I wants to know is like this. What happens if a woman says like this? They did the comments they, they correctly. They, they, they did the mechika. And now we're forcing her to drink. She says, I don't want to drink. Clarity of mind. So now her we say, okay, you don't have to drink. She says, you know what? I changed my mind. I want to drink. She changes her mind. Now the question is like this. If you say that the, the initial refusal is considered a complete admission, then the Chorah, we won't allow her to go back and drink. But if you don't consider a complete admission, then you would be able to change your mind. According to Yehuda, it's not an admission. She can change her mind. According to... Uh, According to Rabbi Akiva, it's an admission, so the Chayra can't she change her mind. Out of clarity, she said, I'm not going to drink, which is, according to Rabbi Akiva, an admission. Now she went back and said, no, I will drink. Mahu. Came into Amra Do we say that the initial statement that I will not drink, Tmeya Anika Amra, as if she said I'm Tmeya, and came into Asik Namatum, and once you establish all this Tmeya, Lomasa she can't change that anymore. Or do we say the fact is that she said, I'll go back and drink, and she never really admitted that she was Tmeya, so we could say it's 99.9% of the time that would be considered like Tmeya. But in her case, obviously she's willing to go back and drink, so in that case, this is the point, point zero zero one time that it wasn't a, an admission. Kigalia died that she revealed to us her intention, the Mahmud Yususa Kava Amrit. Really, she was nervous, she didn't, she hit it well, she didn't show, but it wasn't considered admission, and maybe we should now let her go ahead and drink, and she can retract. And that thing remains take unresolved. It's unresolved. In the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda, in the Shita of Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Yehuda, it's never considered a full admission, so she'll be able to change this process. Amr Abu Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel said a very interesting thing. He adds a new thing in, right? There has to be some kind of bitter essence, some kind of bitter ingredient that's put into the water before the shame, the, the, the psukim are erased in it. Right? Why? My timer. Because it says the scroll is put into the bitter waters. It's mashma, it's not bitter because of the ashes. It's mashma that it's bitter even before you put the ashes. So therefore you have to make it bitter before the ashes are put into it, before the, uh, whatever, the, uh, the scroll is put into it to be erased. So therefore, not the ashes, uh, the, before the, the, the scroll is put in. That they are already bitter before the writings are put in, and therefore you have to add, and say exactly what it is, some kind of bitterest uh, ingredient to make the waters bitter, that you fulfill the concept of Neha Marim. Gentlemen, have a wonderful day. Thank you.